Just how did Elizabeth Wetlaufer manage to kill so many vulnerable seniors despite all these red flags that were waving? I guess we won't know until next July because that's when a report's going to be sent out uh, following an inquiry that's been going on now for months in St. Thomas. And I'm not sure we see, need to see a report to know that, you know, when it comes to our aging and vulnerable seniors, the system is failing in many areas. You know, those running it are either woefully incompetent, not all, certainly, but certainly we've seen that there are problems. We've seen stories where people either don't care, they're simply choosing to look away. But what is clear, I think, from this inquiry and what we have seen of Ms. Wetlaufer is that our most vulnerable deserve much better than what they are getting. Someone who has been covering that inquiry and makes her life out of advocating for the elderly is Jane Midas. She's a staff lawyer and the institutional advocate for the Center for the Elderly. She joins me now. Jane, you know, what is your takeaway? You've been here at this inquiry for the whole time. You've got a lot um, of takeaway from this. But from on the outside looking in, I'm not sure that those who are in charge of long-term care in this province are actually doing their job at all. Well, there was certainly, uh, uh, you know, we did see that at the inquiry. Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely. That, you know, that there were uh, three different homes, uh, three operators. And, you know, they own multiple sets of homes. Mm-hmm. And while I'm quite sure that everyone was, you know, thought they were doing a great job and everything, um, my takeaway certainly is that there were huge gaps in the system and that we, you know, the people in the, in the homes were not doing their jobs. But I don't get the sense that this is just a one problem, that this is probably much wider spread. It's just that in this case, there happened to be a serial killer. Sure. And, and I think that through the work that I do at the Advocacy Center for the Elderly, that's certainly what we see. Um, you know, uh, people very well intentioned think they're doing the right thing, but really don't understand the law, don't understand their roles, don't understand their obligations. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, really does seep down into the care um, provision for the residents. And it's a problem. It is a problem, but it is a problem that we have seen cases of over and over and over again of seniors, whether it's that facility, this facility, where they're abused, these vulnerable people who get, uh, you know, put with uh, specific workers who don't care, they throw them around, they don't feed them, they don't help them clean up. I mean, we've seen cases of this uh, enough so that I think the red flags are out there that our most vulnerable are, in fact, at risk when we put them in long-term care. Not all, but enough that I think people uh, in this country should be very, very concerned. Yeah, I don't think that there's enough uh, training. I don't think that there's enough information going out. It's a very highly regulated uh, area, um, probably one of those highly regulated in Ontario. And there's good reason for that. A lot of people at the inquiry want to get rid of some of those those regulations. But they're really important regulations, and they're all there for reasons. Mm-hmm. But if we don't educate the people in them to understand what those regulations are, understand what they're supposed to be following, um, that's where the problems start. Sure. And in this case, there were so many red flags around Elizabeth Wettlaufer, and yet she was protected by the administration. She was protected by the unions. There were so many layers kind of trying to make the problem go away, and in doing so, really created and enabled a monster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they, there, there was some protection there. Uh, certainly the, the, the homes weren't reporting things that they were supposed to report. Uh, we're probably not taking the steps that they were supposed to take. Um, 
you know, doctors probably weren't doing what they should have been doing. Um, you know, could we have ever seen that this was a serial killer? Probably not um, mm-hmm. because of the method that she chose. But she was described at the inquiry as a mediocre at best nurse. Um, this was someone who they were very happy to have on these night shifts. They couldn't wait to get her on because she filled a spot. And that's really not what we want for our seniors. We don't want people there because they fill a spot. We want people there because they're dedicated and they're going to do a good job. Yeah, people need to be able to feel that when they put their parent in senior care, that when they walk away, that those people are going to care as much uh, or at least give the integrity to that person that that they deserve. They've earned that, certainly, by that age. But, see, they think one of the problems, one of the things I think that we found here was that the people did think they were getting a good, doing a good job. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the families thought they were doing a good job. And the problem was, was that was a veneer. And underneath, even though they were doing what they thought was a good job, there was all these missing spots. And that's what, what allows someone like Ms. Wetlaufer to work because they think they're doing a great job. Um, and they seem to, but they're not. Right. And so, you know, we get this report now in a year. I'm not sure what on earth, or in July, I don't know why it takes these things other than bureaucrats are slow, but, you know, we have to now wait months and months and months for this report. What happens in the well, in the interim? Well, I can explain, and, and, and actually the, the judge um, at the end of the inquiry took that on, uh, took the sort of the pull behind on the horns with that one. So that was only part one of the inquiry. Mm-hmm. It now goes into phase two. So phase one is looking at the facts of the case. Phase two is now looking at how do we fix it, what kind of things are out there, looking at other areas. So, um, you know, we, we, you know, everybody at this part, you know, there was a lot of, uh, you know, we had different parties. They're trying to go to the information. But there was also a lot of, you know, protecting themselves, for example, from the homes and that sort of thing. So you don't get a lot of you know, what should we do in this part of the of the inquest, inquiry, the commission? So the next part, we're actually going into part two, and they're going to meet, be, be meeting with stakeholders um, in various parts of the province to say, okay, how do we solve it now? What can we do? And so that's a really important part. So that will take them to some time in the new year. Um, they have to Then they have to write it, which will be, I will tell you, it will be a very lengthy, very detailed, and a very well-thought-out document. We've seen that from this commissioner. She really, you know, is totally gets everything, is really understanding, so that's going to take a while. And then it has to be translated into French because, you know, we provide these things in both right. languages. Okay. So that's actually, so we're, it's not that it's done today. Um, it actually goes... They're right into phase two next week, meeting with a bunch of stakeholders, and that will go on till after Christmas. Right. Okay. And we have a new government in. Um, do you get the sense yeah. that that they're more awake, more um, anxious, and, and kind of champing at the bit to get this fixed? Or where where is your sense as to how this new government will deal with this? Are they proactive? Sure. Unfortunately, I don't really have a sense to that. Uh, we certainly heard from the NDP what they were going to do. Uh, we knew what the Liberals were going to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't know what the conservatives are going to do with this. Um, it's you know we really haven't heard a lot from the minister of health, so we're from the premier on this. So unfortunately, we don't know, and we don't know what kind of effect um, you know some of the budgetary issues that are you know coming to light, how that will affect uh, you know hopefully by next summer some of that will have died down, um, because one of the problems is that you know when these um, commissions come out, whether it's a commission like this or or an inquest, they're all recommendations. So they're not things that they have to do. And it's very important that they don't sit on a shelf 
Um, but a lot of things, you know, they will often do the easy things, right? But the things that cost money are, are more difficult, and that's what is usually the more important parts that not don't necessarily get done. So it's, it's very unclear what this government, we really haven't heard anything. Right. So quickly before I let you go, what mm-hmm. is it that you, like, what is the best advice you give to people when they are looking for somewhere to put their loved ones? And, and not everyone can be choosy, because if you don't have money, you're relying on that public system, which has a lot of gaping holes in it but what what do people need to look for so well you first of all you have to know what you're looking at so we have long-term care homes which is the the heavily regulated public uh uh heavy care um you know when people who people with money often will look at the retirement home sector which is a very different thing it is not the same as long-term care Mm -hmm. but i think you need to go in and you have to do your homework you have to know you know look at uh go online and look at the reports uh talk to people in the home uh, you know, uh, do, do they have a good history or a bad history? Um, you know, visit. Um, but I think, you know, even once you get in, I think you, you can't just sort of say, here's mom, bye. You have to be going in all the time. You have to have, you know, visiting or have someone yeah. visit for you if you live far away. And those are the important things. Well, we'll stay toned. And I really hope that we get some change on this. But nonetheless, we will follow up with you. Jane, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. That is Jane Metis, and we'll check in with you and see what happens. I'm Alex Pearson. This is Global News Radio.